The following contains adult language, content, and descriptions of actions not suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Guru Presario Media presents the Guru Presario Podcast, starring me, Mal Sanchez. The word entrepreneur gets thrown around a lot, but it's defined by very few. Join me as I sit down with those that I've come to know, and through the art of conversation, we can all learn a little something from the nature of our work. Let's start the show. All right. Looks like we're live. Not live, but it looks like we're rolling here on the Guru Presario podcast episode. Oz, what episode is this? 18? 18. Episode 18. I'm here with Keith si- Keith and Alex Simpson. I actually only put Keith on the call sheet. I didn't I didn't know Alex was coming for a while, bro. I'm sorry. Yeah, I graced I graced y'all with her presence. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Beautiful. you for having me. So Thanks we for we squeezing me in. Yeah, of co- <laughs> right. No pun intended. So Keith and Alex are the actual owners of uh, Squeezers squeezers juice company i'm kind of, i'm gonna let you guys kind of introduce it first i'm gonna let you introduce yourself and then alex you introduce yourself and then introduce of course squeezers right got you uh what's up guys i'm keith simpson um one half of squeezers juice bar born and raised in san antonio um and i bought squeezers back to san antonio with my beautiful Wait. counterpart here hello i'm alex alexandra Simpson, because we're married. <laughs> and um, I like to say I'm the brains of the operation. Same, yeah. Keith is the beating heart, and I I come up with the good ideas. There you go. And um, I'm a wife. I'm a mother. We're business owners and uh, just living life to the fullest. Straight up. Nice. What's the, uh, what's the more stressful position, Keith's position or your position, Alex? No, Keith definitely uh, does the heavy lifting. Yeah? I do the heavy lifting with this right here, my brain. <laughs> that's, ex- that's exhausting too, though, right? It Being is. a visionary. It could be very stressful at times, um, but I feel very blessed to be doing all of those uh, big decisions and stressing over something that I truly, genuinely believe in, something that I truly, genuinely uh, am proud of and it makes it worthwhile and worth the effort for sure. sure. Nice. Well, I am I am happy and I'm honored that you guys are here with me again. I know I had Keith on the uh, podcast maybe about a year ago. I think it was at the onset of the pandemic. Um, so it's good to have both of you guys in here. It's perfect energy for, uh, for the delivery of today's message. Um, tell us a little bit about Squeezers, right? I, I know founded in Corpus Christi. Uh, McAllen, Texas, McAllen, in the Texas? valley. Yeah, in and the valley. Kind of close to Corpus, not that far. How did it start, man? Tell me about the startup, the idea behind Squeezers, and then where it's at now. Man, it's a long story, but yeah, go ahead, baby. I, I, I definitely <laughs> love you tell it. You know, I, Keith always tells a story, and I yeah. feel like I'm going to take this I like moment. It. I like that. But, um, so juicing started uh, in my household. My, I came from a vegetarian family. So in the journey of my parents, their food journey and their their awareness of just being conscious eaters, juicing was very common in my household. Um, and my brother, who's a foodie as well, uh, opened a restaurant in my hometown, McAllen. And in the uh, on the weekends, he would host a 
Sorry, I'm just like, this is, like I'm sweating. I'm like, here. I'm like, whoa, I can't even believe <laughs> we're doing this. I think it's the purple lights. It's the purple lights. It kind of like. It's just the whole vibe in here. It's so <laughs> amazing. But um, it, on the weekends, he would host a farmer's market. And um, he tried to bring to a small town that farm to table concept. So he had connections with farmers and they would come to the farmer's market and the cachet of the farmer's market was you bought your vegetables and we would juice them for you. Wow. And uh, the farmer's market grew and grew uh, as the weekends progressed. And this was before we were married, right? This oh, no way. Before we were yeah, married. You guys knew yeah. each other. You were dating at this time. We yes. were dating at the time. It was uh, 2000 and probably like 10 Nine, ten, something like that. We would go back and forth from our respective places to McAllen every once in a while, yeah. and link up in McAllen and hang and out. Hang out, yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and one weekend, my brother was just swamped. You know, it's just a lot of people, a lot of vendors, and uh, the juice bar, quote unquote, the little juice yeah, section. Actually, James Cantor, who is a prominent shout uh, out chef James Cantor in San Antonio at the time was the head chef and lead chef at uh, Alhambra. Oh, my God, that's the, true. The uh, restaurant that uh, Alex's brother owned at the time. This was and in McAllen? In McAllen, Texas. And he would do, like, pre-juices, like, pre-made juices. I remember going to the farmer's market and get that was, like, some of my first experiences with, like, pre-made juices besides, like, what the fam would do. Actually, my first experience was with the fam, and then he would kind of do the same concept at the juice yeah. I, I really like Keith, so I would feed him as much as possible. Yeah. I would see him. <laughs> That's the way to the heart, right? <laughs> Give him good stuff. Yeah, so James uh, was running the juice bar, I guess, at the time, and he was like, yo, um, Keith, you're in town, man. Can you help us out? I was like, Bet. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I uh, got to experience in, like, a two-hour span. I think if the juice bar made, like, 500 bucks cash. Or something what? Right there. Yeah, it was just a in line one day. Of people. A line of people. A in day, a, in two and hours. out, bro. Yeah, two in hours. a short period hours. of time. I'm gonna time. quit my podcast. I'm gonna go <laughs> with juice. <laughs> exactly, exactly. My thought. Like, yeah. I said, uh, JC, um, next weekend, bro. Don't worry about the juice bar, bro. I got you. Damn, that's yeah. wild. And literally, we, we from that day from forward, that day forward, we we just kept doing it, and people right. kept coming, selling out. We would only do because it was a. Uh, this is no to, brick and mortar, right? Let me make this nah, clear. Bro, no, we, no, 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 no. We had a fold-out table. The first time actually Jeez. we did it was at the bar at the restaurant. It, yeah, like the we restaurant. didn't even have, like it, we weren't conscious of what we were doing. No, we were I just helping I mean, my brother my, out. This is my future brother-in-law. Like I wanted to be good with Alex. Like right. I, of course I'm gonna help out in any way I can. JC's a good guy too, so you know what I'm saying. Of course I'm gonna help him out. But uh, yeah, so it was at. The actual restaurant behind the bar, I remember I was just serving juices during the daytime, two hours, 500 bucks. Bing. It's crazy. Right there. That is yeah. crazy. So Keith saw dollar signs. <laughs> I was course. just like living. Like I, it, it wasn't uh, on my radar just yet, but Keith was like, oh my God, let's do it next weekend. Let's do it next weekend. And it literally organically grew from there yeah. uh, because then my brother sold the restaurant and we kept doing it. Yeah, we kept doing it. Yeah, and sure. since he sold the restaurant, the farmer's market moved to the local library. Uh, and, and that it was grew. the venue. It actually grew. It, it grew from it, there before yeah. he sold it. He uh, Before he sold Alhambra, the, the farmer's market grew from uh, the bar. It couldn't handle it anymore. So 
we had to move it from the um, a little Alhambra restaurant to the McAllen Public the Library. library. And y'all were doing it from there. Yeah. And and that was like where we set up the other uh, <laughs> first table. fold out table, which we I think had the pictures, pictures, on, of, yeah, Instagram. pictures on Instagram. And then we like stacked a little cheese, and then we got a canopy because it was so hot. It yeah. was it's summertime. That's a picture. Just, I think I shared this yeah, picture. Yeah, yeah. We we literally let the business run itself. Every dollar that we made from squeezers, we just left it in the pot and let it, it grow. Right. And like she said, we uh, bought a, a canopy the next time down, and then. Uh, maybe a year later, the canopy turned into a truck. The juice uh, truck. The juice cart. So uh, future entrepreneurs just know that you're not going to get paid right, <laughs> right, right. off the bat. It's, it's hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, for sure. it's really like. I mean, we didn't take any salary or anything like that shit mm. till 2000 and now. <laughs> right, right, right. right. So, yeah, but that's what, it, that's what it takes sometimes, right? I mean, and most of all, I think you guys were having fun during this whole that's, time. Yeah. Oh, my God. Right? We'd have Absolutely. so much fun. It was, like, heavy lifting and right. and uh, definitely our families were like, what are you guys doing? Yeah. A lot, a lot of... Um, doubt. Well, doubt for sure, but that that's in anything you do. Somebody always going to be like... What are y'all doing? You know what right. I'm saying? Right. What are you doing? You know, you're, you're being crazy, not going the path that, you know, the we tr- see for you. Right. Right. See right, fit right, for right. You. But I saw something else, man. Like, no one in McAllen was on it. I know definitely nobody in San Antonio was really on juicing. And this was around 2012 when we actually established Squeezers as, like, a business. And we got right. an LLC for it and all that other stuff, 2012. So you got to think about it. The growth from 2010 of us first doing helping out our brother-in-law with my brother-in-law um, at his uh, farmer's market to 2012. We didn't even have any type of LLC because we were literally just having fun. Right. Just having fun. And then Alex was like, hey, man, I think we should get an LLC. Like, that's the brand right there. Right, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, I, I mean, we were just making money and, like, you know, the good Samaritan in me was like, I don't want any, like, problems. Of course, you had, uh, you had pay, to play it the smart way, for taxes sure. taxes and all that stuff, so. The smart Samaritan, not, not just good, but the smart yeah, Samaritan, because so. it wasn't on my radar, like, I'm just out there, you know right. grinding. <laughs> yeah. Take me, take me pre, because um, we were having this conversation before the camera started rolling, right? Take me to uh, pre, pre-squeezers. You were, you interned in, we were talking about New York, yeah. living in New York. I'll, okay, I'm going to sum it up in a nutshell, yeah. so. I graduated from Memorial High School in McAllen, Texas. I'm an artist, uh, born an artist, tried to continue practicing that in this world that we live in. So uh, I remember going to my counselor and I was like, I want to go to fashion school. I know there's Parsons and Fashion Institute in LA, but I was looking also overseas and she just looked at me sideways like, girl, I don't even know how to help you. But I, <laughs> I was very persistent, and I applied to a school in Milan, Italy. It's called Instituto Marangoni. Love you guys. Hey. Um, and they accepted me. Nice. But it was really crazy because um, they had an age requirement, and I was under the age requirement. So I, they accepted me to their summer program, and... It was, it was great because I took, like, a super intense Italian course because all of my courses were going to be in Italian. I did not know how to speak Italian. Right. And um, it kind of just kind of was a gentle way to throw me into 
the Italian culture and then just getting my mind around actually going to school there. Um, so boom, graduated from fashion school and then uh, I came back to McAllen and that's when I met Keith. I, I had just moved from back Italy from Italy back to McAllen, Texas. I had just moved from Europe. Actually, you were in transition of, of uh, going to your next uh, oh, yeah. and, educational and point. So you stopped in McAllen to come visit the family. And was crazy, about, st- yeah. crazy story. So I went to Vegas for a weekend just for fun. And at the hotel we were staying at, I can't even remember which one it was, but they were uh, hosting the Models America. It's like a casting call. And yeah. it was a huge thing in Vegas, you know, so like right. thousands of people. And... I was walking by, and they were like, you're so cute. You should walk on the roadway. They were recruiting you. And I was like, bet. Let's do it. <laughs> and and uh, I, I walked, and uh, the only offer I got was uh, to go to the New York, I mean, the, yeah, the New York School of Film and Television, the New York Conservatory slash School of Film and Television. Was that a I, Union Square? That was close to Union Square. It was on... In Chelsea, I, I remember. Yeah, it was clo- uh, I don't on 48th Street. Street. Was it 48th 48th? Street? I'm not good with numbers. Maybe Keith 28? is the number guy. If it was in Chelsea, yeah, I'm trying to think. Because I, like, I feel like I had a friend that went there a couple of, a couple of years ago. I don't have my it phone. Basically, I, the school of film and television. Yeah. Right. You could Google it or whatever, but uh, yeah. Uh, so, 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 so... Yes, so... Uh, um, Chelsea yeah. and... Uh, yeah, they offered me a scholarship to go to nice. freaking art uh, film school, uh, and I went. But in between that time, you were in McAllen. I, I met Keith, and I was like, I really like you, Keith, but I'm moving to New York. And, and I was in McAllen not just for no reason. I was uh, playing basketball at the time, and the team I was playing for was based in the Valley. Okay, um, and you know I was playing for that team, and you know hanging out and shit. It was like uh, maybe the summertime. I came in contact with Alex through, through a, mutual a mutual friend. friend. Nice. And she was like, and I, you know, I dropped it. was Sparks. It. Yeah, it was Sparks. Sparks like yeah. First right sight. Away. He so, saw me. I saw him. I was like, ooh, okay. <laughs> this was 2007, 6, 7. And um, she was like, well, you know, we're good and all, but I'm about to head to New York. Like, I'm going to school in New York. I was like, okay, bet. I got an off season. I'll see you in New York. Yeah. So you went out? No, and he's saying these things, and I'm just, like, rolling my eyes in the back (laughs) of my head, like, yeah, sure, whatever, dude. Yeah, so. He didn't want you to go. Uh, We spent, like, maybe a. um, The whole summer together. The whole three months, roughly about three months every day together, like, every day. Time for her to leave, she leaves. I think off-season comes about, and boom. He showed up on my doorstep in Brooklyn uh, in like outside my dorm room he's with his duffel bag just outside waiting for me i get off the highway uh up the subway i'm like it was love at first sight man yeah so i had to yeah you had to go you know what i'm saying like i've i've been playing ball for a while i've seen them all (laughs) seen them all i was like i'm not gonna let this one go so showed up in new york spent some time out there Go back to play for a while. Come back. We kept doing the long distance thing. We for, had a long for a distance while. relationship for then a she, long did, time. Like this, like she said, this girl's an, uh, she's an artist. So she was like, I think it was two years into New York. She was like, Yeah, well, I'm done with school. I'm about to go act in L.A. Yeah, I, I was like, I'm moving to L.A. I'm gonna. I know all this stuff now. I I can make it there. And there I go. I literally moved across country, and it was perfect because Keith. 
was in the China draft. So he would fly into LAX, yeah. hang out with me. I got drafted. Oh, to, you were in the China draft? Yeah, I got, I got drafted to a team in, in uh, China. So I would have to go out there for workouts pre, you know, season or whatever. So I would, you know, Texas to um, L.A. Bro, I had no idea you were playing this level of ball. Yeah, I, I mean, I played for a while. What? I, I, I spent like six years of my life dedicated to professional basketball, dedicated, Crazy. like nothing else. You know, trying to make that pursuit to the NBA, right. going to jump in league to league to league and all that other stuff, minor right. leagues, to, you know, finally getting overseas and, you know, playing overseas and stuff. And that was in China. So I would stop in LA, then um, fly out to China, but, you know, come back and forth because it was like two weeks training sometimes. And they were like, well, you know, you can have the option to hang out here or fly back home. Right. So I'll fly back out to LA, hang out there and stuff. And then, yeah, yeah. So at this point, I'm like eight, <laughs> nine years. Yeah. Grad- yeah. I had graduated from high school, all this, you know, art school accolades, but no money. Right. <laughs> so my parents were like, what are you going to do with your life? And then this like long distance boyfriend that I was like very serious about. And my mom was concerned, right. concerned to say the least. And, um, so I what, think I expressed those concerns. She to moved. Keith. She moved back to. Um, so you left Brooklyn. Yeah, I, I actually into L.A. Yeah, left okay. Brooklyn, going to L.A. She uh, did her acting thing in L.A. She, she did pretty good in L.A. Yeah, I feel like I had just gotten my feet wet. What did you like better, L.A. or Brooklyn or New York City? I actually lived in Brooklyn for five minutes. I moved to Manhattan shortly after. Um, I lived close to Ground Zero. Because yeah. the rent was really low back back then. Right. Um, and I... Uh, or maybe like, they both had their place, yeah, right? They're, but what, they're, what did you take from New York? Let's say that, and then, and then we'll yeah, talk about that. Yeah, what I like. took from New York was the the hustle, the... the Girl, like, the, the niceness was, like, kind of slapped out of me in some you, you reality. Live, she, you like, got to understand where she lived in um, Manhattan. It was in Battery Park City. So, yeah. you know, Rector was right there going on to, um, you know, Wall Street. Right. Like, every day you would, I remember you would yeah, take I would, the, the I would walk down walk Wall, Wall Street. Street to, yeah, you're literally less than, what, 10, 10, blocks from, 10 blocks from Wall Street, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, so. And so I, I felt that energy. Like, like I was telling day, you, like, you day. have that energy that, like, yeah. Go getting energy, everything. I I was definitely more laid back coming from Texas. I had a car. Right. I just drove everywhere, like all this walking. Like <laughs> definitely lost some weight. Uh, and uh, Budo Valley girl. Budo Valley girl <laughs> and the Straight grind. Up. Like I, I remember, I lived in a very nice building where the washing machine was on my floor. But like just the concept of like having to go downstairs to the laundry mat and all these amenities that I was used to and then took for granted. I, get, right, yeah, they I get taken right out of you. Yeah, even going to the supermarket in the snow, carrying right. like two, three bags to your, you know, wherever floor you live on. I, like all of that there, there took was a, out there, of me. There was a lot of fresh direct at that time too. Like there was a lot of fresh direct. Yeah, yeah. You, I'm you trying to look tough over here. You did you, not, I, you did not fresh carry. direct. <laughs> only time we went to. Um, let's, let's put an aerial up real quick. Go ahead though. You yeah. had a funny story. So Ruben's Ruben's in the back, guys. I keep looking back, but you know the camera can't very the camera could barely see him. But Ruben, there he is. So Ruben's in the back, but Ruben's originally uh, he lived in Brooklyn. He's he's one of the original people that I left. But Ruben has a photo of me because it's funny because you were talking about groceries in the snow. 
Ruben has a, a photo of me in shorts because this is when I just got to New York. In shorts, I think I was wearing my Vibram Five Fingers, no socks, a T-shirt, <laughs> and I'm rolling through the snow, like getting ready to go. I think we we're grocery shopping. It's so funny. I, I, I love I that you said you. that. I and I think that's definitely like part of the culture shock. Just the temperature changes. Yep. Keith also like, I'm like, yo, it's cold. Like right. bring your coat and your, and he brought jeans and a long sleeve t-shirt. And he, I'm like, I think that's not enough. And we have to go to century. Uh, what was it? Century 21. Oh, century. Oh, do you remember Century 20? Did you ever go there? There's a department store there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a department store there. Like you can get clothes for decent prices or whatever. Right. Yeah. So we went in there, man, and fucking, I, I bought. <laughs> fucking, uh, I was like, cashmere, you need gloves. gloves and, you and, need uh, a coat. Uh, Timberland coat. I remember it was like yeah. a big ass Timberland coat that kept me <laughs> all right for the time that I was there. Yeah, but he turned that one building corner. You know how like yeah. the sun hits you on one side, but you just like turn a corner and then you hit. Hit that temperature change, just right? Smacks you in the and face, and the wind like, hits you oh, through those no, tunnels. It yeah. is cold. And then, what do you get from LA? F- from LA, I personally, I was like, "What is in the freaking water here?" Because everyone was just so beautiful. Like, yeah. I just saw like gorgeous women, and I, I remember I lived not far from a plastic surgery facility, and I saw like perfection of human beings walking in there and i was like yo before or after surgery no i mean obviously they were gonna get something done (laughs) if they were walking in there but in my opinion they didn't they're not stumbling out yet (laughs) (laughs) they didn't get nipped yet yeah so and then i was in the acting world so you know you go to an audition you walk into a room you have like 15 other girls that look practically exactly like you and you're just like you know, are you my cousin? (laughs) Um, And, and just, I was in acting class and just the talent and the, the beauty, female and male, I was just like, obviously Hollywood is Hollywood. Like they get the candy of the candy over here. And um, what I liked the most about it, like, I felt like it was more like Texas, like you're in your car, you know what I'm saying? Like it was a little bit more chill. And I like that. It's about not such LA. a struggle to get groceries, right? Like to you get your coffee, park your car, walk to the grocery store, get everything back in your. We car. take so many things for granted here in Texas. Like yes. a lot, a lot of my, I'm like, I tell every one of my friends, you know, as we're growing up, I'm like, man, you have to go and spend spend a little bit of time in New York to really understand like how easy it is here. Because you come back with a different mindset. Absolutely. You're just for one, you're more motivated, but for two, you you realize like. Man, yeah, I could just pop in my car real quick and go to the grocery store and grab a six pack of whatever I need. In New York, it's like no. I mean, this is pre Uber or whatever pre Uber Eats. But before, it's like no. You got to plan your whole day around <laughs> doing things or getting around. And it's funny. I, I don't know about you, but it was always like you had to be strategic to not yeah. spend money in New York. I felt real. like I walked out of my door and I was like, it, it was just it's an expensive city so i appreciated moving to la even though la is also very expensive i felt like it yeah. wasn't as expensive as new york it's so funny that you know you're talking about it being expensive but ruben remembers this because he would always ask me right before we go and eat somewhere i'm on my i'm on my phone placing an order for <laughs> but you guys remember do, do you remember deli- this is pre like uber eats and everything delivery.com Funny thing. Okay, so Delivery.com was basically like the Uber Eats of today. Okay. Um, they had just rolled out their app 
or I didn't even think they had, I don't even think they had an app. It was a website, a web page. If you had a new email, you go on there, they'll give you $5 towards your order. I can't tell you how many emails I made that year. <laughs> Bro, I I the swear, crime, if they were to yeah. look into it, I mean, I probably, I probably made like a thousand emails. <laughs> I got $5 off of it. That was the only way I was able to survive when I was But you got to get it how you live, though. That's, that's, what, that's that, what she's talking about. You got to get it how you live, man. Especially in a place like New York, you have to figure right. out maneuver, strategize. I was making 100 bucks yeah. a week. Yeah. So it's like, that's In New nothing. York, bro, like, I, I mean, your Metro Pass probably like was... That alone. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> yeah, you have to be creative and you have to survive because if you don't, you just you don't make it. You get right. eaten. It's eat or get eaten out there, right. and it's point blank period. Like only the strong survive, and you either gonna make it or you not. That's I think crazy. I survived because I was just so oblivious yeah. to the dangers, so oblivious to you know, everything that is just like God protecting me everywhere I went. Because right. I, I, if I would have like, if I, I was, what I know now, then I would have still survived. But I just feel like, right. yeah, God was on my side. Because I, mean, I, I sure. would. True that. By myself. Oh, I mean, when Keith would come visit. No, but, but you, you were there, you were there by yourself. By myself, yeah. yeah. Can, and I, mean, I felt like I had to myself right right you're always on guard i feel like yeah yeah being so little and cute also like you definitely like <laughs> pray help. out there for right yeah for sure let's go back uh i want to i want to touch on the message of health and wellness right how did Absolutely. that start at the uh at squeezers so um like we said we, i was health playing basketball well, yeah health as well i was playing basketball at the time and um uh of us first of me first getting into that you know healthy conscious eating type of realm and, um, you know, for me, I just wanted to give the benefits that I was getting from learning about health and wellness to the rest of the people, you know, educate people. Cause right. I didn't know anything about it, man. I was playing ball, just eating whatever was coming to me, like, you know, room service or going to the local waffle house and you right. know, eating that. And that was my fuel. Alex put me on and like fuel in my body on a cellular level with you know real foods real food yeah i I say high vibrational foods so um you know like an apple you pick it from a tree the tree has roots in the ground it's still living it will produce another apple right so that energy the the energy from the earth the The minerals and and the 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 sun beaming on it 24 7 that's the energy i feel like you get when you do eat an apple Versus, like, even grains, you know, you have to cook them. So it's, like, something that you cook and then you eat it. Or even, like, a steak that you kill and then you right. cook it and then the you eat it. The nutritional value of all of those things yeah. isn't it, as great as uh, well, the I apple mean, off right. the tree. Definitely it's nutritional value, but I'm talking about vibrations. Like, I'm right. talking about, like, the energy mm-hmm. of, of something. You're putting that in yeah. your body right. to create... Well, to be healthy and have energy and everything, but fruits and veggies in in particular give you vitality. Right. They give you a vibrant energy. And I feel like when you do eat clean or you do do those times where you fast or whatever you do to, like, cleanse yourself, you have a mental clarity. Right. Then 
when you're, you know, just drinking a lot and eating, eating a lot meat, of fast food. A lot of meats and stuff like that, yeah. It can weigh you down, not only physically, but also mentally. So Health and wealth together directly um, goes together because no matter how much money you have, if you don't have that health that you need in order to actually enjoy it, like imagine being a... A billionaire, you can't enjoy a yacht, right? Because you can't, you know. Well, then that's the truth, right? There's a lot of people out there that do have a lot of money, and they're very unhappy. And um, kind of like my my thing, and what you just said vibrates directly with this. But following passion, I think, is important in Mm -hmm. life because you know you're always going to money's always going to come and go. Yeah. And the the thing is, you got to protect up here what's what's up here, and there's a lot of you know habits that we could pick up. Just living day to day life, whether it's going to the work a, a workplace that you don't like, or, or or eating things that you don't or that you like but aren't necessarily the best for you, yeah. they're going to start to obstruct your vision of life, and then in turn make you an unhappy person. So I always, you know, I try to preach that living passionately before, passionately and purposefully, purposefully. is uh, is probably the most important components of, you know, having a happy life. But yeah, I mean, inevitably things that come from the earth and. I mean, I'm sure you guys yeah, meditate. Yeah, Keith and I are even trying to take it to a whole other don't, level. No, 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 no. Oh, don't, don't, don't no, say no, that. No, not okay. Yet, not yet, not yet. <laughs> but uh, again, yeah, but yeah just, just being thinking about it, like, okay, how how was this made? You know, the quality consciously because where it comes from. Even even a steak has its grades, right? You right. have a cow that had a great life. <laughs> until they had that one day, right? right? Versus cows that are probably mistreated or or aren't fed very well. And we then, absorb that when right, we eat that. Right, that's all energy that the cow absorbs, and then you eat that. Um, so in, in that sense, I feel like I awakened that in Keith because right. it wasn't on his radar. Exactly, it wasn't on my radar. So she educated me, and I just took what I was educated on and doing you know, the extensive research that I did on uh, what like per se a beat does for the body and uh the recovery time that i had at that time of learning about health and wellness was bar none dude like right i recovered like no other like um going in felt the difference going into training camps and stuff like that man i was just a different bouncier more energetic clear-minded like you know conscious human being versus just you know waking out of bed you know sluggish groggy and shit right then going to practice, Sorry. yeah, um, and then it was able. I was able to extend my career like a couple more years because of that too. Because you know, I felt a little bit better too. So I know I, I've never I've never worked with you guys at Squeezers, but I'm assuming the culture at Squeezers is very much in line with being mindful of these conscious habits. Yeah, for sure. Yes, um, I feel we're we're teachers a lot of the time, um, and we. We like to hang out at the shop a lot, so we try to hire people that have, you know, pleasant energy and are about learning our, you know, culture. veggie fruit culture, right. um, and and they really do absorb it. I yeah. mean, some of these kids never, they don't know what a beet is. They don't know what kale is. They don't know how to cut a pineapple or a watermelon, and so in that sense, we are 
like Dom, like Dom for for say shout like, out Dom. Dom Such is a, a five year tenure with us. Um, we we got him out of high school at Brackenbridge. Oh, uh, wow. Fifteen 15, years 15, old, sixteen. He was sixteen at 15. the time, and um, we're gonna say he's sixteen because. <laughs> his, his parents came to the shop and were like, "Can our son work here?" Yeah, so basically. He this was when you guys had the shop right down the street from Breckenridge, yeah, yeah, yes. on Proban, on Proban, right. Proban, on yeah. Proban, yeah. Right. So Dom came to us not knowing anything and uh, asked could he worked, and we threw him in the water and, and he swam. Like he's a conscious kid about um, you know uh, fruits and veggies. I think he planted a garden in the back of his dad's house. He put his family also on you know health and wellness. He, um, a lot of his, his family were, you know, just typical, you know, us, like we, we're eating bad food, uh, taking a lot of medications and, you know, just living the, um, unnatural, uh, life that, you know, we, we're, we're kind of pushed the manufactured into manufactured American the comfort process, zone, the process life. life yeah. Right. So he put a lot of his family on that stuff. And I think, and that, he's a juice master now. Oh yeah, he for sure. Yeah. Made, for sure. The most beautiful juices and just his ratio purport. He's so thoughtful when right. he makes the For juices, sure. and I, I'm so proud of him. Yeah, I'm, he's really taken what we have started and, and putting it put it into a um, way that is uh, translatable to the younger generation. I would say right. the kid is 20 years old right now, 21, yeah. 21, 20, 21 years old right now, and it reciprocates. I mean, he told his homies about it. Their homies told the girlfriends, the girlfriends told the homegirls, homegirls told their mommies and daddies. You know, it's just like, yeah. it really was word of mouth. Right. And it resonated. Not not only just told her, but it, it resonated in each one that came It was like, by. oh, yeah, this makes sense. And then I, I really feel like juicing, I, I don't want to say like, oh, you know, we're just like the purest people and all we do is eat fruits and veggies. No, right. no. I mean... You know, we eat hamburgers sometimes, and yeah. we, we, you a know, balanced lifestyle. It, a a balanced yeah, lifestyle. but it's a fun way to add fruits and veggies to your already diet in a fun, easy, delicious way. Right. Like, it's just. Right, right. What, know. um, what sparks so that this, because you guys started at ProBand, what sparked you guys to shift towards the Pearl? Well, man, it was a long process. Um, better location now I, I would say yeah i mean more traffic traffic more is traffic. definitely better man more conscious uh level-minded people about health and wellness and you know keeping them their body at the most optimal level they do yoga upstairs that's right yeah you know, black, sw black yeah, swan right above you guys in that building you got really a, a holistic health upstairs also you have uh people who run up and down the strip uh people who live in midtown a lot of not uh nurses doctors and stuff like that so the, the traffic there is a different traffic, and, and it's grown. So we, we progressively grown from that uh, small house at ProBand to our Alamo location, and then from Alamo to, which was, our Alamo location was 700 square feet. We were literally making miracles happen out of that small kitchen um, to where we are now, double the size. We could push out way more, way quicker, and uh, more uh, efficiently efficient style. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, our kitchen was just, it was ridiculous. I mean, it was like literally half, like, no, I mean, it, it was, was maybe half of this room. Yeah. And I mean, we were bumping into each other, you know. Mm -hmm. Right. It was, we made it happen. Because but of that same was, hustle that we had, that right. same drive that we had. So it felt like, you know, having that place felt like the truck 
the the juice cart that we still have and operate today, but it felt like that just more commercially. So we knew how with to that, maneuver. With the front with, of house, so people yeah. could like sit down right. and hang so out. So we knew how yeah. to maneuver in a small space, but now right. we have a small space that we're maneuvering it with the lobby, right? Right. And it just made it that much more, I guess, a, um, like an actual brick and border. Brick and border, yeah. 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 You guys made that move during the pandemic? We made the move from Alamo to where we are now in Elmira, the, the double size location, yes, in the pandemic. Did the, the pandemic middle. make it easier to make that or harder? Oh, my God. No. The city was operating at 30%. 20%. Yeah. Like, in the beginning, like, every, well, I mean, you lived it. Everything literally shut Shut down. down. So, like, getting permits, getting, burning all (laughs) the process of squeezers, building, man. We were, you know, in having our life happen as well. Getting married. Right, right. I was pregnant. Yeah, but we had uh, Aaliyah first at the time in McAllen. Um, Which, uh, going a little bit backwards. Um, that's what I was saying. My my mom yeah. was like, oh, you're yeah. pregnant. Like, Keith needs a solid job. You need health insurance. Which I did have. Like, after I played basketball, I, I started uh, coaching right, right. in the athletic director realm of stuff. And I really did not. He, like he hated. Like, he hated. I, I mean, he loved the students, but it yeah. wasn't his calling. And right. it was definitely a job. You right, know? right, it wasn't, right. Exactly. It wasn't exactly. his passion Per se, right. so even though it was so in, in the, the basketball be- realm. Yeah, in the beginning stages of squeezes, I would do my nine to five, and then on the weekend, I would do my passion project, having right. fun, you know what I'm saying, um, uh, educating people on health and wellness through juice, and then uh, to the point where it was like, and Alex, I don't know, my contract is up, like, should I go back or, or what? And, you know, my wife was super, super supportive at the time. She was like, Keith, I, I see you when you come home from from uh, uh, work, but then I also see you when you come home from, you know, juicing. You look definitely way more happier doing the juice right. stuff rather than the basketball stuff, uh, coaching stuff, I should say, more so than basketball, athletic director stuff. So that was right. really, like, a lot of managing and delegation stuff, which I learned a lot doing that. I learned how to delegate, you know, and, and do a lot of stuff that I – I probably wouldn't have uh, experienced if I didn't uh, have that job. But, uh, yeah, it was Yeah, just... and I went against my family's wishes and you advice. Did? Yeah, I think that was pro- that's probably one of my prime uh, wife moments. But they eventually came like, around, though, right? Oh, I mean... now they're just, like, super, <laughs> like, of course. But that was definitely a, a proud wife moment for me where I was like, got this right. baby I, I believe in him i know we can do this so let and, me let yeah. me go back to so that move during the pandemic made it much harder because oh, yeah, one people weren't working right yeah. Yeah. everything was shut down yeah what else you couldn't do any people inside of your restaurants oh restaurants yeah so we had to be down. creative with yeah, the shop too. and do curbside that's right you didn't even have you, you there was no limited capacity it was no, no one, one can be no inside one can be inside at all so it was right. limited capacity we were still we still had our shop at alamo up and running right right thank right god. thank god and, we and, and thank you san antonio for supporting us in this in, in because which san antonio gained a new level of consciousness on immunity right on and just health, immune, and wellness health and wellness and, and immunity, immunity, immune system wise, like they knew that because at the at the start of pandemic, it was like it's attacking your immune system, right? Your cardiovascular system. I think people did a lot of research on what things they could do naturally or day to day that would help build that would help build 
your immune system or cardiovascular system and or whatnot. So people can't you guys were you guys were doing a lot of the educating in, in that space. Yeah, we were saying it also, you know, in, via Instagram, you know, right. um, that's our biggest uh, I say Instagram because that's our biggest advertiser. Right, right, right. For free. I, um so we were doing a lot of like, you know, educational stuff on there and people came out, man, and right. and, and they were doing the, the the curbside yeah. and we rearranged the shop yeah. just like Extended to have more kitchen, space. And, yeah. To prep and stuff, and we like just pivoting and and being creative and going with the flow. And All just the make while we had the other, other shop, shop that we were building because it was a white box, so we right. had to get a contractor in there to build that out for us, and you know do everything that needed to be oh done to God. make that happen. We were getting the permits ourselves because it was a learning curve. Every stage of business has been a learning process. We didn't have a mentor or anything like that in this game. We just are really going off of. Oh shit! We're not you're living and like, learning. Yeah, we're not supposed to do it like that. All right, we gotta go back. Go back to the drawing board. We'll you know do it again, which really? I'm used to, man. Because like, I, I and I always translate stuff to um, basketball. Because like in basketball, for instance, you're not good at something. You don't just quit. Like right, you, you go back to the drawing board, figure out what you did wrong, watch film, find ways to improve yourself, then go back to it. You know what I'm saying? So right. it was a lot of that back and forth, which I was used to, and it, it was good for me to have that experience in basketball and translate it to this business world. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, and we make a good team. I feel like Keith is the beating heart, and he really uh, is in touch with operations and, and the way he communicates with the, our team. They really – listen to him and, and they respond they respond yeah, they to respond your... to him because I, he has that coaching quality right. that leadership quality but with any uh good leader you have uh, a mutual respect with your uh co-workers or teammates right. or you know um students or whatever right. may have you some mutual respect so that kid coming in with that 16 years old i looked at him in the eye and gave him mutual respect like Hey man, I respect you. I know you respect me. Let's do this together and you know get this job done. And I think they really, really appreciate that. And I've been using that ever since I I started uh, training kids playing basketball all the way up into coaching them and team settings, and then now in business. I, it's right. always a mutual respect. Thing. Keith empowers people. I think he sees the qualities in a person, and he maybe verbalizes it to them. And a lot of these kids haven't even heard you know, things like that about themselves. So we're about empowering right. these young kids yeah. and building that confidence. And We've had people come through to the shop and work for a while and see the the intricate details, hustle and bustle of it, and like, man, I could do this in another realm. And, and they've gone on and start their own businesses. Oh, wow. Oh, and yeah, be for sure. striving and successful. Yeah, yeah nice. for sure, for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, they, they've picked up on that. I want to I want to go back specifically. We were talking about before the camera started rolling, um, building a team. Right, mm -hmm. there was a struggle in, in in getting people, finding people to help. Right, because yeah. things were happening within the pandemic that yeah. uh, unemployment's going out, and mm -hmm. it's hard to find hard to find good work because people are just comfortably living with this unemployment. Um, tell me about that, man. What what was that experience like for you, and then what did you ultimately learn from it? So you had the, uh, what were the checks they were giving out? Stimulus checks right. going out. You had uh, workers, uh, unemployment, just, right. you know, being given out really easily. So it was um, hard to get people to even come in and uh, 
fill out an application, bro. Right. Like, you know. Actually, people would fill out an application, make an appointment for an interview, and just never show up. That happened a lot. Yeah, because yeah. ideally, when you're on un- unemployment, that's why you have to kind of represent is that I've applied somewhere, I think, or something right. like that. Yeah, right. so I, I I found out about that hustle that right. was going on during this time also. So it was really hard to get people in there, and um, and I'm assuming uh, you guys work. were working fourteen hour. Oh yeah, yeah. and then we, we were working we also. So also used to people literally walking in the shop, falling in love with the situation, and just being like. Are you hiring? Yeah. yeah. So we always had an abundance of applications and an abundance of pool of people to choose from. And right. now we can't even get anyone to show up to yeah, the interview. Right. Well, maybe that, that'll that change next month. Because yeah, I was going to say that's yeah. changing now that <laughs> yeah. Greg Abbott signed something in yeah, place. Yeah. yeah so, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know how that'll go. But uh, since the last time that we had that conversation, man, um, I thought that we needed more to get more production out of our juice bar, but uh, I found that less is more. And, right. I, and um, people needing to do their own thing or step aside or, you know, uh, we needed to part ways with a, a few people has made our shop, our juice bar, that much more better and I think run that much more efficiently and the quality of of a, of a product has upped itself in that in that time because – the people who probably weren't there genuinely to um, be about that life of health and wellness, right. spiritually balling, and and, and uh, what we represent and embody in squeezers have part of way. So it, it allows some more fresh air, I would right. say, to be inside of the, the space. Right, of yeah. course. Yeah. How did you realize that? It just kind of day one to day two? Really, it was, dude. Like, and I bet that was a lot was, off your was, shoulders, I'm man. sure you could see my how I was that yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, you that was a little stressed, bro. Yeah, but and it was like the first thing I think I probably said off the bat was like, man, labor is fucking crazy right now, bro. <laughs> but um, it, it, since then and, and um, how we figured that out is just that it kind of happened by itself, man. And that's our spiritually balling right. um, um, mantra that we have between each other and that we have now shared with with everybody else is that um, when your intentions are in the right place, um, everything else, well, intention plus hard work, of course, hustle and all that stuff, when that, all of that stuff is in the right place and, in, and it's in line, things will fall into place for you in order to be successful. And that's what we call spiritually balling. When all of right. that stuff is, you know, man, dots are just right. there for you to connect. The universe yeah. aligns itself, right? Yeah, and, and it, we feel like, I feel like since that time, the universe aligned itself. I trusted in the universe, really honed in on things that I was probably um, not aware of in myself because that's all I always do too. I check myself first, yeah. see what's going on. Sometimes we don't take enough time to do that, man. I mean, I, I have, I have uh, I'm at fault for this. I used to be good about waking up every morning, affirming what I wanted Firming where I was going and then taking action. And I haven't done it in a while, but I mean, luckily it's kind of stick that, that wave of, you know, good vibration, good intention, and then ultimately building the life that we want has fortunately still carried itself. But you're right. It's important to live intentionally in that, in that, um, in that realm. Yeah. Which it came to me in 2018, my intention and purpose uh, mindset had gotten a lot more stronger than it was before. Cause I mean, not that I wasn't living with purpose or intention before, but I wasn't as conscious about it then as I am now. Like, you know, just 
every day, what am I doing at this moment to make my quality of life better or someone else's quality of life better? Right. You know what I'm saying? That That's the type of, like, intention I have and purpose I have, I guess, day to day. Right. And we're so powerful individuals. I feel right. like people don't even talk about this because it's kind of frou-la-la. You can't really touch it or grab it. But we all have that power to everybody manifest every the life human, that right. we want every human yeah. every human whether you are in the you know streets of of um you know uh, la you know, or uh in being homeless or streets of san antonio being homeless to the top of the buildings in new york or the top of the buildings here in san antonio man you have that power you have that same 24 hours that everybody else have it's like what are you doing in that 24 yeah, hour right. span to right. make your quality of life or someone else's quality of life better. Because this is what I also found out too, is that if I'm not making my quality of life better and I'm making somebody else's quality of life better, I'm still making my quality of life better because these people are around me. I want to make sure that everybody is empowered around me and within empowering everybody around me, I'm going to be empowered or seeing somebody else grow because you know, they may grow into being somewhere where I need to cross that bridge later on in life. And, hey, man, you know, help help me out also. Or, right. you know, do whatever. Which that has happened also in our short span. Uh, just like, you know, people are, they go and fly, they get their wings, and then they come back and they help us out in some way, shape, yeah, or for form. Sure. And, for right. sure. Give us some new information yeah. that we needed and we weren't ahead of because, you know, we got our blinders on going, you know, 100 right. miles an hour. And, and, and so, it helps. Yeah, it helps. For sure. Right. Uh, I want to take us to our last narrative, right? Thinking of this, we're coming at it, I mean, for what it seems like, right? We're coming out of this pandemic. What does what does squeezers look like coming out of this pandemic? I mean, bigger plans. Currently, um, you guys are operating one, two stores. One store right now and our uh, juice cart. So our juice cart is still operational nice. around the yeah. city. It does events and stuff like that. Plans and to franchise or anything? We are licensing, yeah. franchising, all that stuff in the works, which we've had offers in the past of, of doing a lot of uh, franchise work. But we want to make sure it's mutually good for both parties and they are in the same type of alignment that we are in when we're thinking about health and wellness. Right. Per yeah, se. yeah I, I'm ready to just, you know, have more contact with people. Uh, I. You know, I took a lot of pride when I would work the register, take orders. I would remember people's names, mm -hmm. you know. Right. But with the mask, it, it became difficult. quite challenging, and there was that disconnect. Right. I'm looking forward to seeing people's faces. Yeah. Likewise, I'm looking, looking forward to people hanging out in the shop, yeah. just kicking right. it on their laptops or just having a conversation, having a first date. I feel like Squeezers became like that first really? date place it right is, it, it is. really yeah. is because yeah, sure. i mean it's in the daytime you know you're on that health and wellness vibe so it's a good it's a good starting point right. i think it's a healthy beautiful starting point so i'm, I'm looking forward to seeing young couples uh sparking their romances up in the shop keith has become quite uh the curator now that we have more wall space he's hosted local artists um Every month, nice. So if you pull up at the shop, whatever's on the wall is a local it's local artist, artist that you're yeah. putting through there. Yeah, uh, sort of almost like a little mini gallery, mini gallery, nice. mini and, mini and, gallery. Uh, and people are selling their art in there, really, and that's me 
doing what I can and using my platform to empower somebody right. else, especially in the art realm, which I have great admiration for art, obviously, because my wife is an artist. Right. Like, I have great, great admiration for what artists do. And, um, you know, it isn't that easy to get into galleries, but we have people coming into our shop all the time. It may not be uh, art enthusiasts, but they may start to be an right. art enthusiast, or they may want to buy a piece that they see in there. That they really like, yeah. and it's really cool. It's really... It's fun. I have to check that out. All yeah. fun, bro. All fun. Every uh, first... Saturday of every month. Okay. You guys artists. do an exhibit there? Yeah, when we exhibit for the for whole For the entire world. month? Yeah. And world. just the gratitude from these young artists. I think uh, since art isn't really something that people consider a career path. I mean, there are those artists that right, you know, right. do. But it's viewed differently but, from but it's like. It's definitely few uh, more. Yeah, it's not like. Getting becoming a nurse or a doctor right. or a lawyer or something. It's a different type of career. Right. Um, so the gratitude is just like, oh my god, thank yeah. you for letting me show my work here. Yeah, giving them a platform, giving them a place it to exhibit so their work, which fulfilling. which goes into our next realm of uh, business. Also, that we've been introduced to uh, via this kid named Tevin Orange. I don't know if you know this dude, no. Tevin Orange. Oh, you do? Cool man. Get, Who is this connect, guy? Connect with this dude. I, I would say he's a money artist. He's from here in town, San Antonio. Yeah, San Antonio. I would call like I would call Tevin Orange a money artist. Actually, graduated. Really? Oh no yeah. way! Yeah. Oz, you went to school with him? Yeah, bro. Crazy. Wait, this is UIW or this Literally, is yeah. wild? The so he's an alumni with us. Yeah. Nice man. Yeah, I love the kid find already. Him, find him. Find him. <laughs> um, he's not a kid. And he's he's an adult I'll, now. I'll shoot him. Uh, your I'll shoot his profile to you via yeah, Instagram. Yeah, yeah. But this kid is brought in the NFTs. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, y
trust the process, but I'm talking about actually falling in love, being infatuated with it, waking up and wanting to do it right. over and over and over again. If you fall in love with that part, you'll be able to, I think, find some level of success. What level of success? That also depends on the individual, but you will have some level of success once you fall in love with the process. Right. Different, a different view viewpoint of it, right? It's not about getting from A to B. It's more of what's the journey of A to B and how do you, how do you learn to appreciate that journey? Each step. Right? Cause it teaches Each us step. something. Each step of the and, way. And you have to be present in those moments because right. if you go from zero to success and you aren't present in those intricate little details, you, you're going to miss the whole, the whole <laughs> <Right>. shebang. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, there's a lot of growth in those moments, a lot of learning, a mm -hmm. lot of everything. When, when I say that also, like I gotta, I look back, and at where we started from, 50 um, orange juices that were um, um, organic, 50 uh, organic grapefruit juices at a farmer's market sold out. Right. The process of actually making each one of those 50 right. juices, getting all the juices transferred from our kitchen to the farmer's market. Right. Um, um, breaking everything down, you know, coming home sticky. I used to measure my success of the day, <laughs> how sticky you were, how sticky my my arms were, and my arms were super sticky. You had to work. Break. I made some right. break that day. Right. And if they weren't, I was like, "Fuck, man, I need to work hard. I need to But yeah, that's me falling in love with the process because that stick. I used to really be in love with like yeah. that part. Like, man, this because yeah, it showed you it, it. It took you back to where. Where you were working them. Yeah, yeah. My arms aren't as sticky as they used to be because I got somebody else to <laughs> right. be sticky now. But, uh, you know, um, there's other ways and other ways in this new process and this new journey I'm in uh, with with business and, and life whatsoever. Good deal. I, I, I'm uh, I'm positive that a lot of people that are listening out there are taking are going to take that message and, and roll with it. Alex, what about you? Uh, I know it's cliche, but I just gotta shout out my God, yeah, the universe, like the higher power. Um, I think this whole process from that day where I was like, "Yeah, Keith, quit your job and let's do this." I, I think that moment, and now I'm just like, "Wow!" Like you have to have faith, and and I say that because there is no. I mean, I guess technically there is a blueprint, but even if you go every step calculated, right. uh, it doesn't assure it, success. It, it doesn't, doesn't assure success. Yeah. And if I, the blueprint that you got was from 2020 or, or 2021 and it's 2020 now, there's definitely going to be, it's in a different space in a different right. time. So I, I, I think. God is a silent investor, definitely, at Squeezers, and I'm grateful for that, and I hope to just grow my faith in that even more than now, um, because if without that, it, it's, it's really hard. It's right. really hard, because you, success is even, I mean, you see people who are successful, but you don't know what your success will be. And right. all the things that you want for yourself have never existed. So all those things that you wish to have in your life all come from you and what power and energy you have 
like taken out of yourself to produce. Right. And I, I feel like that's God. That's all God. It's true. So, Shout out God. And our, and our, you know, our slogan is spiritually balling. And it, it really is that it's like, I, I don't care. I have all the faith in the world that we going to ball. Like, right. and, it's, what is, it, and the confidence in that also is, um, our abilities that our creator has given to us as well. Like we know what we are capable of. Right. So that faith that you have, comes from knowing where you're capable of. And the success that we can tangibly say we've we've equated now, I just like, of course, of course right. someone's helping us. Right. <laughs> and and I and I like if they brought us this far, you know, the sky's the limit. Right. So let the sky be the limit. Always believe in yourself. Always do what what you love and makes you happy. I think people look at us and they're like, you're so successful or, or whatever. But it really isn't that. It's just that we really just do what makes us happy. Right. And if we weren't doing it at Squeezers, I kid you not, we would be doing it in my kitchen. Yeah, right. We'd be juicing right. anyway. Uh, sure. We'd be juicing it's anyway. Lifestyle. It really is a lifestyle for us. Our kids are on it. We're on it. Um, we'd yeah. be doing it anyway. I think both both of you guys, I think that's a phenomenal message to put out there. I think spirituality, you know, being conscious of, for one, what you want out of life. And then, of course, calling it, whether whether it's God or your higher power, infinite intelligence, making sure that you adhere to um, to that principle, right? That, that we're not here by chance. Life, it, life, to me, is a gift. Like me going through whatever I'm going through, whether it's a hard day, whether it's a good day, the position that I'm currently in... It, it's not by chance and I have to be aware of that. And I have to be aware that there's infinite intelligence up there that is directing a lot of what's making this successful. There, I heard something one time, um, that, that said, uh, God places you exactly where your intelligent, your intelligence allows you to be. Right. 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 <laughs> and you attract people who are in that same oh, in that same intelligent like even what you guys do mad respect uh, empowering small businesses empowering people entrepreneurs to, to have their voice and share to the masses i mean that's a beautiful thing Appreciate and that, that that's yeah, i mean admirable i mean to even be in this chair like i was saying earlier i feel like i manifested this and this is so cool this is in the making. This is already overdue. We should, <laughs> you should have been in the chair with us whenever we filmed two years ago, a year ago. But, um, no, thank you for having us. Thank for you sure. for letting wow. us share our little, our little slice of life from the universe. I think this is probably the most intimate that we've been on the mic telling the Squeezer story yeah. all the way from pre-knowing each other or pre-dating or pre-marriage to where we, we are now. We share well, a lot. Honored. <laughs> I'm honored. Well, um, I'll leave it with that, guys. I do want. I do want to check out Oz. If you uh, if you pull the shot to me, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you go and you sign up for our Spotify or you subscribe to our Spotify and iTunes. Follow us there. Vice versa, if you're following on iTunes and Spotify, make sure you go to the YouTube and you actually watch the visual here with Alex and Keith of uh, Squeezers. Other than that, we look forward to you guys subscribing. And uh, we'll catch you guys in the next episode. Again, guys, thanks for coming on. Thank you.
Thank you. Thank you.